Welcome to another Tyrius Cast. I'm Jim McGregor. And I'm Kevin Crewell. Today we're going to be taking a look at some of the trends and announcements in the server market. First up is a processor interface for accelerators. Last week, a consortium led by Intel and some of the major server vendors like Dell and HPE introduced a new coherent processor interface for accelerators called Compute Express Link, or CXL. Now, if this sounds familiar, it should, because there's already two other competing solutions in the market, including CCIX, or C6 as it's referred to, and OpenCAPI. Kevin, you were briefed on the announcement and were at OCP last, this week. Can you give us a brief overview of the three interfaces and how they differ? Sure, Jim. There is an interesting little tidbit. CXL was released last week by the time this podcast is published. And it was an internal project developed at Intel that was going to be Intel proprietary. And at the bequest of Intel's customer base, mostly system manufacturers, Intel has released this as a, quote, open, unquote, standard. I use the term, the open, quoted, because the standard is not listed on, say, GitHub or or readily available for free. You have to join this consortium, the CXL consortium, in order to get access to the specification. Noticeably missing from the initial founding members were key vendors such as AMD, Lenovo, Arm, Mellanox, and more. Those companies are a member of the CSEX, CCIX consortium, and they were uh, excluded from the CXL initial release. So it's going to be an interesting discussion going forward are there going to be two competing standards for accelerators in data center or at some point in time can these two learn to coexist and cooperate both standards are based on a pci express foundation physical layer in the case of ccix it'll run on pci express 4 which was available today from a number of vendors and is a pretty decent standard. Right now it's it's got high performance and it's silicon is readily available. The case of CXL, that specification is designed only to run on PCI Express 5, which is not expected to be in silicon or to be available until 2021 even though the standard is close to completion. So there's a time difference. If you want an accelerator that's coherent, C6 today is your best bet. Now there is OpenCAPI, which is promoted for the Power9 processor and is mostly associated with IBM and is supported by a few other vendors that are also supporting CCIX. But OpenCAPI is a little more, not, not as popular an, an option at this point in time. Now, I got to ask you a question. I got to ask you, what about 
the if both of these run on PCI Express, mm-hmm. are they like supersets of the PCI Express standard, or are they just kind of like tagging on to it? How how are they running on top of that? Well, it is a superset of PCI Express. They both use the PCI Express physical layer interface. And again, the difference is CCIX will use PCI Express 4. And technically, from what I can tell in my conversations with the PCI Express consortium as well, is that there sh- or SIG, there should be no reason why CXL shouldn't be able to run on PCI Express 4. Most of the digital changes to PCI Express, including increasing the amount of tokens and Many of the changes to uh, increase uh, the capability of the PCI Express channel to handle more transactions all occurred with the revision of the 4.0 spec. The 5.0 spec will increase the speed of the physical layer, but none of the other digital protocols are changing significantly. So it appears that Intel is gunning for the 5.0 spec because that's when its silicon will be able to incorporate the CXL logic. Now, there are a number of differences between CCIX and CXL. Some of it has to do with uh, the layer of protocol. CCIX has uh, a full, I think, uh, PCI Express stack and then builds on top of that. Whereas uh, the CXL is going for lower latency by bypassing the uh, a good part of the the uh, PCI Express stack. The details of which is hard to tell at this point in time because we don't have access to the specification. Again, it's not in the open, it's not on GitHub, and it's not available to anybody who's not part of the consortium. So there, there is some open space there to understand where CXL and CCIX are similar and different. So I have to ask you, because looking at who's in both, especially, you know, Open Cappy's there for uh, power, as you mentioned. So we basically have CCIX against CXL. So looking at who's in each one of these, it seems like CCIX is predominantly, or the major um, companies in there are predominantly the chip guys. You know, the Mellanox, the Xilinx, the AMDs, the ARMs. Where when you look at the CXL, it's pretty much Intel from the silicon standpoint and a bunch of systems vendors. So a little bit of opinion here. Was this Intel just trying to play catch up and pulling the the server guys along with them? Or were maybe the server guys not ready for CCIX to begin with? That's an interesting question. It's hard to say because Intel was developing this CXL technology for a while now. But it, again, it was supposed to be an internal proprietary solution. And it's their system vendors that I think uh, requested Intel to make it a little more open and to give at least other vendors, other silicon vendors, an option to adopt CXL. Now, there's no compelling reason to adopt it yet. We're talking about this is good technology for compute accelerators. And Intel will have their own compute accelerator coming soon, which is their graphics chip their XE product, and that's coming in 2020 and 2021 as well. So it's a good chance that Intel needed to launch this product in that time frame because they needed it for that technology to, to work, and that would be the reason why they, the timing-wise, they wanted it in 2021. Now, did they mention anything about this also supporting like their Nirvana 
AI Accelerator or their Altera FPGAs? Not specifically, but you would expect that that will occur. And in fact, the Altera FPGAs is one area where I would expect to see CXL appear fairly soon as part of the validation process. You'd use the Altera FPGAs as part of a validation suite and test equipment. So this does kind of sound like Intel against the rest of the world. Yeah, well, it is. It's Intel, and it sort of held its system vendors hostage to join this consortium to get access to the spec. One other competing specification I didn't mention earlier is NVLink from NVIDIA, which is also very similar. NVLink uses a variation on PCI Express. It doesn't use it directly, but the pinouts on the NVIDIA graphics chips will switch between uh, NVLink and PCI Express, depending on uh, need. And in this case, uh, this is also true of AMD and its Infinity Fabric as well. But those are all proprietary standards, and they're not open. Now, if NVIDIA really wanted to mess with Intel, they would open up NVLink and give that as an open spec on GitHub, and that would... uh, might maybe change things a little bit and change the, the game a bit. But to date, NVIDIA is holding NVLink as its own standard and keeping it uh, to itself, as well as AMD keeping Infinity Fabric to itself. So at this point in time, uh, those aren't really, I wouldn't call them competition for CXL. Well, we've seen competing standards come up in the market before. So do you think this is a case where we have multiple standards going forward? Or do you think this is one where you know, one side or the other ends up caving and we end up going forward with one standard? In the short term, they will compete with each other, but I actually do believe in the long term, one of these standards will will uh, prevail. It is possible, and again, we don't have enough technical detail yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in time uh, you could create a uh, processor and a peripheral that could be compatible with both CXL and also CCIX. It appears that CXL puts more of the burden on the processor and less on the peripheral device, the, the accelerator, uh, whereas CCIX, I believe, looks more like a more balance between the two in terms of complexity. But without access to the details, uh, we're going to have to wait and see if that's possible. Well... That Thank you for that overview and that uh, at least the analysis that we have so far of what these interfaces look like and what they mean for the industry. Now, you were at, Open, you were at OCP this week. You know, what other trends or announcements did you see that were interesting? Yeah, OCP had a very strong crowd today and yesterday. Uh, and We're recording this on a Friday, and OCP is still going on today. There is a large in- interest in this. It, it, OCP, for anybody who doesn't familiar with the Open Compute Platform, it came out of work at Facebook and where Facebook wanted to build an infrastructure based on its own uh, hyperscale data center needs that are different than a standard rack systems. And has, over the years, has gotten Microsoft involved and others. Microsoft was active at the, the keynote yesterday where it released free RTL on GitHub for its accelerate or compression technology that is called Zipline. So we're trying to move beyond just open systems design, 
but now we're getting to open chips uh, as well. So it's an interesting evolution of OCP conference. Intel does play a very big role in, in OCP. They are on the, the committee and they are a big influencers. And I was rather surprised to see while AMD and the ARM vendors are pushing for more one socket solutions that have the capability of lots of PCI express lanes and lots of DIMM sockets, Intel went to the other direction. Intel was pushing for a four socket platform called uh, Mount Olympus that had 48 DIMMs, but it, it, you know, it requires a fairly expensive Intel Xeon processor that supports the four socket version. It's a pretty much in counter to where the, the general trend is, is moving from trying to move from two sockets down to one socket with more capability. Unfortunately, Intel has limited that capability of their processor such that in order to get 48 DIMMs and a lot of PCI Express lanes, you've got to go to a four-socket solution. But they're fitting it into a, a 2U chassis and quite a few cores. So we'll see. I, I think that Intel is pushing in the wrong direction here, but it's what they have today, and it's a solution that they uh, want to sell to uh, to this platform. Yeah, you've noted that before, that uh, we're probably not going to see a lot of innovation or the innovation coming from the new people and the new management at Intel for the next year or two. So they, they are kind of stuck with what they have today. It'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that changes in the future. Yeah, Jason Waxman, who was uh, the presenter for Intel, also did show a couple of interesting products. He showed the Springcrest Nirvana module, which is going to be available in 2019. And he also showed an M.2 stick for an inference accelerator, but there was no information on that inference accelerator whatsoever in either Intel's booth or uh, any other materials. So uh, that was interesting, but it was a bit of a mystery about exactly what that inference engine is. Okay, anything else interesting at OCP? Well, there's lots of work on switches, the Sonic platform that uh, allows open software and extent, it's extensible, agile, and collaborative that's being pushed heavily by Microsoft was profiled and promoted there. Companies like my, uh, the major uh, networking companies are part of that consortium for Sonic, but it does allow for more containerized, modular networking switches for data centers. Facebook, VJ Rao from Facebook was talking about the increase in video workloads and AI workloads that are pushing their data center development at this point in time and how that's having an impact. And that's part of the reason why this interest in accelerators is becoming more and more important. Facebook has their own module definition for accelerators that's versatile and it supports multiple standards accelerators. There were lots of people listed as supporters of this new module, including NVIDIA, but a lot of NVIDIA competitors as well. So uh, it looks like Facebook is trying to democratize the accelerator market for their own data center. Great. Thanks for that overview, Kevin. And I really have to thank you myself for doing all this this past week as I was escorting a bunch of teenagers through Magic Mountain's Barf Zone on spring break. So my apologies that you were there alone and I wasn't there with you. But thank you for that detailed analysis. Yeah, well, I'll follow up with some more detail in the future with a uh, post on Forbes. 
Yeah, and definitely look for more detail from us as more of the technical analysis or detail becomes available on these different interfaces and on the different uh, technologies that were announced both at OCP and around OCP. So on that note, I think we'll wrap another Tirius cast. Tirius Research is a market research and advisory firm that provides custom research and advice to the entire high-tech ecosystem from sensors to the cloud. This includes custom market sizing, product and company competitive analysis, M&A evaluations, product and corporate strategic planning, and marketing strategies. For more information about Tirius Research, please visit our website at www.tiriasresearch.com or contact one of our analysts. Also, keep up with us on social media. We're at Tirius Research, T-I-R-I-A-S Research, or for me, it's at Crewell, K-R-E-W-E-L-L, and for Jim McGregor, it's at Tech Strategist, T-E-K-S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-S-T. Thanks for joining us on another Tirius Cast. Mm-hmm.